And welcome to Jack Farrell's Wine Chat. On this Saturday morning, winter, Jack, is still in its grip, but it's not too bad. No. You know, we can kind of sense that there isn't much left of it. (laughs) No, a little little light at the end of the time. Yes. What are we going to be doing today? Today, I thought we would, we've been talking so much about red wine. I thought we'd talk a little bit about white wine today and the most popular type of white wine grapes. And there's just, everyone knows probably the top three, which are uh, Chardonnay, Sauvignon Blanc, and Riesling, and they have a following, etc. But there's probably 18 or so major white wines around the world that are available. And they all go so well with so many different things. But uh, when we talk about white wines, everybody usually thinks of Chardonnay. In fact, it's kind of interesting to me. We were out a couple weeks ago, and I was uh, standing next to somebody who went to the bar and said, they'd like a glass of Chardonnay. Uh, No preference as to what kind or anything else. And, of course, Chardonnays run the gamut from bone dry to decidedly sweet. In fact, it's kind of interesting the Kendall Jackson family, Jess Jackson, who started Kendall Jackson many years ago, their Chardonnay, which is the most popular white wine in the United States, branded white wine Chardonnay, Kendall Jackson, was a mistake. Uh, it was left too long in the vat and developed a buttery, almost sweet taste that he thought would become very popular. And he went around the United States selling that vat, and he sold it and got requests for more. And thus was born Ken in the United States selling that vat, and he sold it and got requests for more. And thus was born Kendall Jackson Chardonnay, as I said, which is the most popular asked-for Chardonnay in the United States and, and the cornerstone of the Jess Jackson uh, wineries, which he owns all sorts of wineries. He's no longer there, but it's ably run by his wife today. But uh, Chardonnay is uh, mainly, uh, it runs the gamut from a very, any white wine that comes from Burgundy is a Chardonnay. So if you have a, a bottle of Chablis, or you have a bottle of Merceau, or you have a bottle of Macon Blanc, they're all Chardonnay, and they're all different. So, and, and Chardonnay, you know, comes from so many places. Some of the California Chardonnays are really terrific. Kathy Farrell's go-to Chardonnay is one called Gearbox. It's very modestly priced. It's under $15 a bottle, and uh, she would rather drink that than a $100 bottle of Polini Montrachet because it's her favorite. And, you know, that's the important thing about wine. You drink what you like. And Chardonnays, as they say, come from any white wine from Burgundy is a Chardonnay. And Chardonnays are grown all over the world, popular in Australia, Chile, New Zealand, uh, you name it. And, of course, our own California. We, Chardonnay is the number one selling wine from, uh, from California in the United States. And uh, they really are remarkable. Chardonnay had a complete revolution when it was first made in the United States. Uh, They discovered all sorts of things about it, and they could never get it quite like a French Burgundy till they discovered that the staves for the barrels were uh, not uh, open-air aged. They were aged in kilns. They were dried out in these big ovens. 
And it really took that being out in the air for a year or two on those staves to develop that French oak flavor. And, and even to this day, French barrels are very popular in California uh, for making Chardonnay, even though our barrel makers in this country can replicate a French barrel pretty well, but they still, some of them, uh, prefer those French oak. But uh, Chardonnay, of course, uh, stands out on top. Everybody's tried it, no doubt, etc. It's a wonderful wine and goes with so many things. And, of course, all of these white wines are made in so many different styles. Sauvignon Blanc, that's another popular white wine. And uh, Sauvignon Blanc, probably the best in the world or the most notable in the world, comes from New Zealand. I mean, they have really mastered the art. That's their principal export in the wine business is Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand. And they've really done a remarkable job. It used to be very herbaceous. Uh, It isn't quite that herbaceous anymore. And Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand is a real winner. However, the Sauvignon Blancs, and we've talked about this before, from uh, from France are remarkable as well, too. The Sauvignon Blanc that's my favorite is from a town called Sancerre. And that's all they produce there is Sauvignon Blanc. And I always liken it to Sauvignon Blanc with a college education. Those Sancerres are complex, interesting wines. And, of course, let's not forget Bordeaux. Sauvignon Blanc is one of the principal grape types of all white Bordeaux. And uh, also from California, there's some really marvelous Sauvignon Blanc. Some of them are quite expensive, $100 a bottle. Uh, But they're very interesting, and they're probably, I don't know whether they're worth $100 a bottle, but they're interesting enough wines to want to try and compete on the world stage and compete they do and they compete very very well it, it depends where they're grown the climate the soil the vigneron style these are all different but we're just talking about the wine grape types today riesling is the one that's just puzzles me it's so overlooked so often it really is a wonderful wine and is ranked in the world amongst the three top white wine grape varieties along with Chardonnay and Sauvignon Blanc. And uh, a good Riesling from Germany is like nothing else, and it goes so well with so many things. I don't think you could have a better wine if you had all the money in the world to pick a wine and you were having any kind of smoked pork. Riesling is your answer. It goes perfectly with smoked pork, as it does with smoked fish. Uh, And Riesling also fits in very nicely when you're having unusual cuisines, say, from Southeast Asia. Thai cuisine seems to blend beautifully with a good uh, Riesling. And, of course, Rieslings run the gamut uh, from very, very dry to very, very sweet. Uh, For today's purposes, we're talking primarily dry and sort of medium dry for food wine Rieslings. They really are wonderful wines, and I don't know why they're so overlooked, but they are. And, uh, well, you really owe it to yourself once in a while. Maybe try, go back and try a Riesling. They went out of favor here about the time White Zinfandel became popular, and they've never, ever regained that status again, those German Rieslings. Or, or Riesling, for that matter, in this country. Uh, even box wines make Rieslings, and uh, some of them are really quite good. So if you want to do yourself a favor, try that. 
Another wine that we just wouldn't want to overlook is Pinot Grigio. Pinot Grigio is also called Pinot Gris in this country. They're the very same grape type. And Pinot Grigio, in my opinion, is a wonderful wine to have for a reception. It's totally innocuous. It's a nice wine to have before uh, as an aperitif. Uh, it goes with everything, and uh, it offends no one. It's a, Pinot Grigio is really our remarkable wine. Quite nice. Then Semillon. That's a golden skin grape that makes dry and sweet wines. If you've ever had a Sauterne or a Barsac from France, you undoubtedly had some Semillon because there's more Semillon than uh, Sauvignon Blanc in those Sauternes uh, or sweet wines from Bordeaux. And we'll talk about Bordeaux in a minute, but Semillon and Sauvignon Blanc are the blenders, uh, grape varietals, uh, from Bordeaux, and when you buy a bottle of Bordeaux, you're usually getting a blend of the two. It's very rare in Bordeaux that they bottle Semillon straight or Sauvignon Blanc straight. Another wine that has been out of favor for a while is something called Gewürztraminer. The best Gewürztraminers in the world uh, come from Alsace, which is an area between France and Germany that's gone back and forth between German ownership and French ownership at least 10 times in the last 150 years. And while the hometown of Gewürztraminer is Alsace, uh, the wine is decidedly German. In fact, people say about Alsatian wines, uh, they're German wines that are vinified in a French tradition. And that's uh, not a bad definition. Gewürztraminer is a spicy wine. It has a very distinctive nose. And again, it goes just perfectly with a lot of those uh, Pan-Asian type foods. Uh, Gewürztraminer just seems to lend itself to uh, hard to match things like Indian curries and uh, some hot Thai foods. But I think Gewürztraminer fills the bill and does very well in that. Then there's a favorite of mine, Viognier. Viognier is a very common grape in France, California, and Australia and used primarily in blending. When you can find a straight Viognier, it really is a remarkable wine. The bulk of white wines from the Rhone Valley are Viognier. And Viognier, there's one out uh, that we're very fond of, La Forge. It's an inexpensive one, under $12. And that La Forge Viognier, in my opinion, is a, a fabulous example of what Viognier's can be. Uh, and it, it's big enough to go with a lot of hearty foods. You could have a Viognier with a big stew and not be disappointed. You know, those Rhone wines are rustic, and that's a good way to describe Viognier. It's a very rustic grape type, and it is delicious. It's full-bodied, has a soft character. Of course, like all of these, it will vary if you've got a Viognier from Chile as opposed to a Viognier from California as opposed to a Viognier from France. They're all different, but that's true of all these white varietals that I'm hoping you'll try. And one of my last most popular wines is one called Chenin Blanc. It's mainly associated with the Loire Valley in France again. And Chenin Blanc is a soft, easy uh, to wine. The best wines uh, from France come from a town called Vouvray. 
And Vouvray, I always recommend at Thanksgiving because those Chenin Blancs, while they have body and uh, they also have a touch of sweetness. So when you're having a big Thanksgiving feast where you have lots of yams and marshmallows and all sorts of stuff, and turkey unto itself is sort of sweet, a good Chenin Blanc or a good Vouvray is perfect. South Africa, that's their number one white wine in South Africa is Chenin Blanc. It really is a wonderful wine. You want to try an Anjou Blanc sometime, it's a very inexpensive Chenin Blanc, and you'll find those Chenin Blancs are really delicious and accessible, and that's the key thing. And then, of course, from uh, eastern Germany, Gundner Weltner, which is uh, a wine that's very popular in Austria and parts of Germany, and it, it just it lends itself to so much of that cuisine there. It's great. And, and then we have Tarantas, which is a, a white wine that really is best known from uh, Argentina, and it's a delicious wine. It, it creates a fresh, aromatic glass of wine that you'd be very pleased with. And the list goes on and on. Silvaner, Pinot Blanc, Muscat, uh, Verdicchio, uh, Vermoncella are all different white wines that are worth trying. <coughs> Pardon me. You know, when we talk about different white wines, as I said, most of us just think of those top three. But there's a whole plethora, if you will, of other white wines. Too many for me to go into in this short time I have this morning, but there are probably at least 15 uh, really good white wine varietals that anybody would be silly not to at least try once in a while. You may be really pleasantly surprised. You may discover that one of these white wines is your current new favorite. Uh, white wine is a, a, a remarkable wine because it can vary so much from glass to glass and region to region. And then when you have, compound that with these different varietals, the, your selection and choices are just overwhelming. But I'd be very remiss if I didn't mention white Bordeaux. White Bordeaux is a blended white wine. And it's, as I said earlier, it's a blend between Sauvignon Blanc and, and uh, Sauvignon Blanc and Semillon. And it really is a wonderful food wine. And while wine prices in Bordeaux have got, got shocked, it shocks me anyway, they've gotten so high in price, but white Bordeaux remains a good bargain. You can buy a fabulous white Bordeaux for well under $60 a bottle. It might be at top of the line. You can also get white Bordeaux for well under $20 that are delicious, too. And white Bordeaux goes with so many things that other things don't go with. I like a salad made with arugula, parmesan, and lemon squeezing, and a white Bordeaux would go perfectly with that. Most people say you can't find a wine with, to have with asparagus. Uh, try a white Bordeaux. Or crab risotto, try a white Bordeaux. Pesto. Uh, sushi, etc., etc. Almost any seafood dish. I remember once telling a friend of mine that a bottle of white Bordeaux from Gravi Lacoste, which the young man who makes that wine worked for me some 25, 30 years ago, uh, makes a wine that's called Gravi Lacoste. It's a white Bordeaux, again, one of the blends. It just cries for lobster or shellfish. It is a delicious pairing with any kind of lobster or shellfish. But those white Bordeaux really, really 
should not be overlooked. In fact, there's an area there called Pesach. It's also called Grav by older people. And that a uh, good Pesach from Bordeaux is remarkable. In fact, a good plain white Bordeaux that you can get for around 10 or $12 a bottle can be a, an absolute delight in your next very favorite. But I think you get the idea. All of these white wines should be tried. There's a million of them out there, and they're all pretty good, at least worth exploring. Absolutely, and you can explore the, the vineyards of Haskell's because they've got them all right there. Indeed, the folks at Haskell's love to talk about wine, they love to pair wine, and they're pretty good at it. So stop in at a Haskell's, and you can save big dollars on wine. There's a Haskell's near you, Haskell's in Bloomington, there's a Haskell's in Excelsior, there's a beautiful Haskell's in Faribault right off of 35. Our Maple Grove Super Cellar is not to be missed, 22,000 square feet of wines. In downtown Minneapolis, we have free parking on Saturday and Sunday. There's a Haskell's at Ridgedale. There's a Haskell's in Plymouth. And a Haskell's at St. Paul, still on Saturday and Sunday. There's a Haskell's at Ridgedale. There's a Haskell's in Plymouth. And a Haskell's at St. Paul, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com. And don't forget, we do deliver. Jack, I look forward to your return next week here on CCO. You know, Denny, I'm going to look forward to that. Thank you. Jack Farrell from Haskell's.